Folks, I regret. I am filled with regret. I ate my weight and then some of turkey, of stuffing, of pecan pie, and even grabbed a slice of pumpkin pie hey, so go. that I could take it, look at it in all its glory, and then throw it in the trash <laughs> where it belongs. Thanksgiving was absolutely amazing, yep. but we're back with a fresh dumpster fire of a podcast for your ear hole. Not another Baptist podcast. We're back again. I'm joined with Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Alamogordo. I am Matt Hensley, the pastor of May Hill Baptist, and we're in two completely different climates. It's getting a little colder here, but yep. it's getting downright frigid yep. up on the mountains, though we're only separated by about 40 miles. We're thrilled that you decided today to pull up a chair and talk about church revitalization, church planting, and other goodies that we typically discuss here on this train wreck. And so the first question I got, my brother, is how was Thanksgiving? Man, let me tell you, I ate my body weight in fried turkey and then, yes, okay. in pumpkin pie. Don't do it. The oh. manna from heaven that is pumpkin pie with maybe equal parts whipped cream. But, well, yeah, it was amazing. I, I kind of like to just scrape off the whipped cream. And just eat, <laughs> just eat, eat the whipped cream. Myself. It, it's just amazing. <laughs> then I can just look at it and, like I said, just throw it in the trash where it belongs. Yep. Just skip the middleman. The middle just throw yeah, it, in the, right. throw it right. in the trash. Throw it in the toilet. Whatever you yep. want to do. But it doesn't belong in your mouth. Uh, yep. Well, we had a great time. I uh, drove, as I said, you flew, yep. uh, but I drove to the great Republic of Texas to see family for the first time since uh, Christmas. That's had awesome. a great time. Uh, we ate. We hung out with old friends. We ate. Uh, we took naps. We ate. We hung out with old friends to yep. go eat. And there's a pattern we, developing there, there. There's a little yeah. pattern there. And also now I'm, I'm preparing to preach at uh, Inglewood Baptist this Sunday. Cool. And then I'm sure that's going to include more... Um, eating. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure uh, yeah. that that will definitely be yeah. in the, the deal. But you get the idea. It was a whole lot of eating, a little bit of napping, uh, some football thrown in there, but ultimately a great time of, uh, you know, family, uh, friends, yep. seeing people we haven't seen in a while. And uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being back in uh, uh, the pulpit at my own church, but looking forward to yeah. this Sunday at Inglewood cool. for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah. So this is my favorite Sunday of the year. Do you know why that is? Um, let's see. You're going to take communion with pumpkin pie. Ooh, hey, that's an idea. That you haven't I'll, thought about I, it. I will put that, that on the back burner. That's, a, that's an idea right there, man. Coffee and pumpkin pie. Yeah. And uh, hmm, I, 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 I might have to get my resume ready before I pull <laughs> that one. Uh, no, it's my favorite Sunday of the year because this is when we get to start Advent. And, and if it was up to me, we would have the tree up in July. So, so the fact that we wait this long, uh, that, that's about as, about as long as I can this, wait. So I'm excited to, to start Advent. That shows a little self-control It is. It's self-control. I mean, Absolutely. You, you would start Advent on like November 1st if you yes, could. Yes. Like we'll, we'll just do the whole, whole month. That's whole right. two months of yes. Advent, and I can't imagine how yeah. many candles that would involve. That's right. That would be a lot of can <laughs> candlelight every Sunday, fire hazard. Yeah, no, that's yeah. <laughs> well. I, so. I have the joy of preaching at Inglewood. It it holds a special cool. place in my heart, uh, as it was a church that I not only had the privilege of leading their students in their education ministries, but I also went there and was somewhat forced against my will to go back to school, go back and get my nice. uh, seminary degree, and it was also uh, where. I was at when I first became a dad. Cool. And uh, so we had our first foster placement there. Awesome. And then later, uh, the four girls 
that we were able to adopt. And so uh, this church had a special place because not only did they let me serve their students, be a part of their family ministries and really taking it beyond just a silo of here are our students, we're going to play games, we're going to do whatever, and really involve the whole family cool. into what we were trying to do. But they also really believed in me and, and encouraged me to continue the seminary degree and, awesome. and we're there on the ups and downs of foster care and offering to watch you know kids for us or, or giving us um, gift cards to McDonald's, all kinds of stuff just to really show that they cared about what we were doing, not just yeah. as, as their youth pastor, uh, fake pastor as that may be, uh, but <laughs> as a dad and as a student and all of that. But I, I get to go there this Sunday in the middle of their missions emphasis. We talked about this a few weeks ago. They're in the throes of their missions emphasis where they really pull all of their money uh, for the year where you would normally have Annie and Lottie and, and all of those different things. They bring it together just for a couple of months and uh, will bring several, several thousand dollars uh, together. And cool. I consider it a privilege to get to preach there this Sunday. It's not something I take uh, for granted yeah, at all. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing what all God does in, through, and in in spite of all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. We've got a, we've got a church in our, in our past that's a, um, it's that way too, where we had our own kids and and had our two kids and loved on us through that, which brings us to our topic today. Because you're a dad of four girls, uh, I'm a dad. I have a ten-year-old son and eight-year-old daughter, and so our topic today is not kids' ministry, but rather kids in ministry. So, in other words, uh, what on earth do we do with kids in the church? And uh, so, what does that look like? In, in your context right now? How does that work? Yeah, you know, for, for every church, there's going to be a different model for children's ministry. Right. And, and so what we're really trying to talk about in, in this episode is specifically kids in the church. Right. So, you know, are they in it? Uh, do you send them all out? Yeah. Uh, do you send them all the way out until they're, you know, seniors in high school? And then now <laughs> you can come back to church. You're grown enough. Uh, I mean, how do we make sense of it? And so it's really not so much about children's ministry as much as our kids. Are they in church, out of church? Right. Is there a you know, sermon form? Is there an activity sheet form? All of those sorts of things. But for every church, there's a different model. Uh, what we do is very likely not what you do. Right. And what we do is very likely not the best way or the only way. And so we're not remotely saying that today. We're just saying what is working for us, what we're going to do in our churches. But at Mayhill, we've tried our best, I believe, to bring together a lot of the different models that are out there. In the best of each of those, what I've seen in my ministry career, the things that have worked well, and said, so let's bring that, things that maybe didn't work so yeah. well, let's maybe cut that. And uh, and then, of course, some of the things that we've seen that were totally and completely right. unacceptable. One yeah. of the first churches I served, uh, my very first Sunday as their student pastor, I look around in the middle of the worship service, and I don't see any kids, or I don't see any students. And I'm like, well, I've really got a difficult job here. <laughs> yeah, like, right. where are my students? And, no, they were there. They were just in the back in what they called student church. And uh, that was something I'd never heard of. I'd heard of kids' church, all that kind of right. stuff. But this student church was not so much we're going to prepare them for worship. They were playing Nintendo six, uh, 64 and eating cheese puffs. And hey. so... That obviously ended that Sunday. Right. Yeah. That was our last time to do it. And uh, and so we ended up uh, realizing that and, and seeing how the church really had viewed the students as a um, 
liability than anything right. else. And so they weren't a part. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah, out of sight, out yeah. of mind. We don't want any anything to be up there. Uh, and so, but growing up in First Baptist in Grand Prairie, uh, we had so-called big church. Maybe you remember this big growing church. up. I still this, use that term as this a matter of fact. This was big church and little church or kids church. And we used the church's chapel where we had weddings and that, that sort of a deal, uh, where we would come together, just the kids, with our associate pastor. We would sing some hymns. He would share a sermon. We would take the offer. Uh, all of the things that would be in a regular church service on kind of a shortened uh, version of it for the kids' ministry and for the kids there to really prepare them for what they would experience in yeah. big church. So then they're used to sitting down or then standing and then sitting down and then standing, all of the different things that are in there. Right. And so me and all of my redheaded ADHD squirrel glory, <laughs> I, I was able to learn how to be an active part of the worship service, not just a spectator, because right. we were really taught not to just sit and shut up, although my mom would say that very often, and, and I deserved it, uh, but also how to be a part of and to sing and to give and to really listen and take notes. And so in subsequent churches that I serve, there was typically something like that, something completely different or maybe absolutely nothing in all yeah. points in between. Right. And so we've tried to take some of those and bring that into uh, Mayhill. But I've kind of dominated the, the conversation mm -hmm. at this point. Before we talk really about Mayhill, what's Alamo uh, doing? Yes. Yeah, so uh, right now we have our kids are our kids are in the worship service for the music worship. So, so they come in uh, during the announcement time, during uh, musical worship, and then they're dismissed right before the message. And they go down to our fellowship hall, and uh, and they um, they do kind of a, a kids' church type thing with some activities. There's a brief message, um, all that, and that goes kindergarten, uh, I believe, all the way up to sixth grade is what we do. So, so from seventh grade on, or excuse me, through fifth grade, because our our students start at sixth grade. Sixth grade on, they're in the worship service with us. Um, and kind of like you have seen everything in between all the way through um, where in my ministry where kids were had kids church, but then some of the youth were allowed to go in. So, I mean, you had, you know, seventh, eighth, in some cases, ninth, tenth graders that were in the kids church. Um, I've seen where they called it kids church, but really they showed veggie tales. Uh, so there was really no, no uh, kids ministry. So, um, like you said, well, it's not perfect. I, I'm okay with the way we're doing it right now. I'm certainly open to tweaking that in, in the future as we look at some other stuff. But but I'm okay with you know kids being, they worship with us, and then during the message time they go out, which which really allows me, talking to primarily adults, um, to address some topics that, that I would be wary of addressing with kids in the room. Um, uh, so as it stands right now, yeah, it's, it's okay. But how, how about Mayhill? Let, let's okay. be honest, though. This, this allows your kids... To miss out on the absolute worst part, of right? Sure, Sunday sure, sure. Like, they get to it, sing, and then they don't have to listen right, to right. Copy. See, I'm afraid to do that <laughs> in Mayhill because not only would the kids leave, I feel like probably half of our church would. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta oh, go help, I gotta with, the go help yeah. with the kids. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get out of there. Uh, and so I'm a little worried about that. But we're we're somewhat similar. Uh, we have a nursery for the itty bitty. 
yeah. uh, kiddos, um, and it's certainly not a requirement. We do have some of the itty bitties that come into the regular worship service, but the rest are welcomed uh, to stay. There, there are some things for them to do during the worship service, specifically after the uh, music, if it's something that they want. Yeah. Uh, but they're ultimately encouraged to stay through the end. And we've added a bulletin that's just for them that we actually got from the uh, church revitalization roundtable. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. who gave it to us. Uh, Matt Thackerson, Matt, First Baptist Matt Thackerson, big old shout out to the other Matt. Phenomenal resource. The true and better Matt that's right. <laughs> uh, at this point because we use it and our kids love it. Yeah. They're able to write the main idea of what's, what, you know, maybe words that they don't understand. Yeah. They can draw a little bit. And what we encourage our parents to do is, hey, have a conversation about that bulletin with your kids. Like, what did you learn? Right. What was the main idea? What were some things you want to know more about? What didn't you understand? That sort of a deal. And yeah. it seems to be working for us right now. Cool. And uh, it's a joy to really see during the midst of a sermon when, you know, I typically have two to three points. And when I see one where some kids' eyes just really open up, right. like they, yeah. they got oh, that. Absolutely. Like there's plenty of stuff that it's a little over their head. But I think we often forget how much that a young mind can yep. grasp. I mean, they, they can get some of it, even if they don't get all of it. Right. And, uh, and so that's one of the reasons that we encourage them to, uh, to be there. Uh, because they are getting something, right? And uh, and so that that's kind of how we've done it at Mayhill. Um, yeah. Talk to us, Kyle. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I saw that uh, in the the church that I served in Clayton, New Mexico, before we moved down here about a year and a half ago. Um, we didn't have a, a children's church time, so my kids were in the service, and and I would always kind of try not to pay attention to them too much for fear that I'm going to get distracted. You might understand that as a pastor. No, exactly. So, so I try not to pay attention to my own family when I'm preaching. Um, how cold but, and distant. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but they were, I mean, so they would be like, like squirming and I could see my wife, you know, at times kind of like on her last nerve with them. But then like later in the day, I would say something or they would hear something on the radio and be like, hey, dad talked about that in his message this morning. Just blow us away because we didn't think they were paying attention at all. When in fact, in the middle of their coloring or squirming or whatever, they're paying far more attention than, um, than, than we have been. So, you know, another way to do this, just kind of talking through different models is, is to include like a children's sermon time uh, during the main worship service where we don't, we don't send the kids out, but they, they stay in and, and you kind of include them in the service in one point or another. Have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, I actually did in my uh, last pastorate, uh, but it seemed to almost become more about the adults yeah. watching the kids. Yeah. My kid going to be the one right. yeah, you know, that picks one. his yeah. nose or something like that. <laughs> my, my kid would absolutely be that kid. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, so it became more about uh, you know, watching the kids and really the kids right. actually getting something out of what I was saying. It was it was okay, uh, but also as we've shared in, in other episodes, we, we kind of have some time restraints in Mayhill right. um, that adding another five and, and then the minutes of getting them up there, minutes oh, yeah. to get them back yeah. and so forth. It really wasn't going to work for us now. And so I just try to keep in mind as I'm preparing my sermons that I've got people that have been there in the church, raised in the church, have been a Christian for 50 some odd years, what is some truth in this text that they need to hear? And what's something that my like six-year-old Gracie right. needs to hear? And, uh, and and there's plenty of times in, in the middle of a sermon that I say, kids, y'all y'all hear me on this. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll throw something out just for them, whether or not it's really a point in yeah. the sermon as much as something that I want them to actually hear. And so what about y'all? Have, y'all, have you um, done the children's sermon? So, so I have... Uh... 
there have been a couple of times special services Christmas. In fact, our Christmas Eve service this year, Christmas Eve morning, I'm gonna we're gonna have everybody in there. We're not gonna send them back to kids' church, so we'll do a I'll, I'll do a children's sermon. They have to hear your sermon, right? That's right. They're, yes, I'm gonna punish my own kids for Christmas by making <laughs> them stay Christmas in there. And listen. That's right. Love you. Um, <laughs> um, but I, but I've seen that time abused as well, where where the pastor. Um, isn't really addressing the kids. Yeah. He's really taking that as an opportunity to preach to the adults yeah. again. Um, and I just think that's an abuse of that of that time. You know, if you're going to make it focused on the kids, don't don't ignore them while they're sitting around you. Um, you know, and like we've said, look, we're not experts by any means, right? And so, you know, if you have other ideas, we, we'd love to hear those because yeah. you may you may have like the secret to children's ministry that we haven't or kids in ministry that we haven't figured out yet. So, so man, comment on the Facebook page. We would love to hear those things. Um, and, uh, you know, here, here's the here's the fact, right? When, when you have kids in the worship service and when you have kids in church, uh, things get interesting really quickly mm-hmm. with kids. They, they, they can be messy. They can be disruptive. But listen, that is awesome. And uh, as one of my, uh, one of the guys who's attending our church ha- has told me time and time again, if you're not crying, you're dying yeah, as a church. And, sure. and so listen, the, the messiness and the disruptiveness that comes from having kids is a blessing because there are countless churches around here who would love to have their facilities ransacked by kids week in and week out. That's a, that's a blessing in ministry. Absolutely. And speaking of the whole crying and dying thing, that uh, one story before we wrap this up is we had gone on vacation, my mom and dad, I was a little kid, and uh, probably wearing my red roper boots that uh, my people <laughs> yeah, were all about that absolutely. I kicked the fire out of people with. <laughs> and uh, that church did a you know, come forward for the children's ministry deal. And I'm Mr. ADD. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm wired. I'm bouncing all over the place. Well, the pastor thought it was a good idea to give me one of those little clips, like a binder clip. Okay. And so I took that little clip and I put it on my ear and I screamed <laughs> at the top of my lungs. And he said something very similar, like, y'all, don't get upset. He, yeah. He's fine. This is a sign that our church is doing that's well. Right. We're healthy. That's well, that's about it for yeah. us today. As always, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a good old five-star review view and uh which you can find by searching on itunes for not another baptist podcast we also ask that you would connect with us on facebook at not another baptist podcast or on twitter at nab underscore podcast to stay up to date with what's happening on this train wreck until then may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as a gospel you proclaim and remember folks Friends don't let friends eat pumpkin pie. (laughs) Praise be to God.